And let's get it. We'll do it live! Fuck it! That, that's not the right one. Let's go. We are the creators of the Stu Beat Showcase, and we bring to you the Beat Club Podcast. Where producers are heard. The best place to hear new beat makers from around the globe. Here we keep it real about the music. Keep these beats, but we cut it. Simple and plain. The help of our special guests and listeners worldwide. If you wish to join our Beat Club Podcast community, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beat Club Podcast. And join our private producer group on Facebook by searching the Stu colon Beat Club. What up, what up, what up, world? How's everybody doing today? I'm your boy, D. Loops, a.k.a. Do It All Loops, here with my boy. A.V., what's good? Popping y'all. Motivate Mariners on the way as usual, man. We are the creators of the Scooby Showcase, and we bring to you the B-Club podcast where producers are heard. Uh, on top of that, man, we want to give a big round of applause. We got a special guest in the room, man. Can we clap at a one time? Jay Hatch is in the building. What up, what up, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a beautiful, 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 beautiful Sunday out here, man. Matter of fact, it's super fucking hot. I'm just keep it real, but it's beautiful nonetheless, man. Hopefully, it's good wherever you guys are at, and hopefully, you're staying cool. Uh, Av, you got the AC bumping over there? Nah, I got a fan though. That's all I could do in this little room, man. I ain't got no room for AC. <laughs> hey, it is what it is, man. It's good to have fans. I got my shit on blast right now too. So it is what it is, man. Uh, Jay Hatch, man, how you doing, bro? I'm wonderful, man. It's a Sunday. We alive. We breathing. Things are good, man. Can't complain at all. Where you at right now? I'm in the BX, man. You know, Bronx. I'm also in a, in a small room with a with a little fan. So my <laughs> AC's bumping the rest of the house, but back here they don't really get so much uh, so much oscillation. You know what I mean? So we just it's out here, man. Yo, why is that the case? Like the whole crib got AC, but I'm the only one here with a fan right now. You know what I mean? So the office, the office gets neglected. It's it's disrespectful, but I got I got to do better for myself. Yeah. So if you see anybody that's watching on YouTube and Facebook, if you see any of us sweating, just know we're not nervous or anything like that. It's just hot as hell where we're at. So, you know, man, just is what it is, man. But shout out to all the producers. Thank you guys for tuning in on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, AV, man, I also want to check in with you just to see what you've been up to, man. I mean, I know I seen you the other day, but what's new? What's popping? I've uh, really been chilling, man. But um, shit, I was just at uh, Jay's event out at, at uh, Surefire Creative Sessions, man. What was that? What'd you say? So what was that? You said creative sessions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically what he does, he has a bunch of, you know, producers and uh, songwriters, artists come together and they just create. They create for like 10 hours, man. But I'm going to save the rest for him to tell you about it. She <laughs> was, was, was real dope. <laughs> Jay, man, can you uh, elaborate on that? Yeah, no doubt. So for like the last year or so, year and a half, maybe started this new, um, event slash brand called creative sessions it was formerly called collab labs but i changed it to kind of fit into more of what i'm doing right now so you know what it is is we vet um anywhere between 15 to 30 creators whether they be songwriters producers they come in they press play we pair them up into teams and then when they're ready to cut hooks we just put them in the room um and it's basically for you know i've been in the game for a long time i have people reaching out to me all the time when you beats whether it be label, artists, managers, publishers, you know, directly. And we've amassed over 1,200 records in the last year by doing these creative sessions in various cities. So since Boston and the Lowell area is not um, as on fire as the rest of the world when it comes to, you know, the COVID situation, I decided to pull the trigger and do it. And all the creators were super happy because they were ready to get out of the house and 
be creative. We did everything super safe, masks, distancing, wipes, sanitizer, sprays, the whole nine. And uh, it, was, it was dope, man, because I, I've never, I mean, I've always come up to uh, Boston to do like, you know, my standard events back in the day. Yeah. But I've never been like, you know, hands on with producers in the studio like that in Boston. And I mean, AB, you guys already know because you had this platform, but there's so much mm-hmm. talent up there, bro. Like, mm-hmm. so much talent. Even writers. I wasn't even aware of some of these cats, man. There were some serious writers. How did you select your writers, by the way? There's some uh, trash was, writers out here, too. I'm just going to put it out there. We yeah, got some was, hot. Trash, <laughs> trash writers everywhere. Uh, but uh, it was more or less just referral-wise and a few people that I had um, just kind of on my radar. Because we normally do songwriting events, too, around the country. We did, and we had a pool, like, in some of the bigger cities. You know, L.A., New York, Miami, Atlanta, Dallas, even. You know what I'm saying? Philly. But Boston, we just kind of really just had this producer community and not the songwriter side of things. So a lot of the producers were putting me on to different mm-hmm. writers, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it was, it was a good turnout. We had, like, you know, some rap singing, you know, kind of writers. Then we had some pop and R&B, and then we had some straight rap dudes. So it, it worked out. It was a good balance. We had a couple of really good records that I feel can go once the mix is all right. And do you have, like, a certain quota in mind when you do an event like that? Like, look, we're looking for, like, we're leaving here with 50, 50 beats and hooks today. Like Generally, that- if we do, like, a 25-person session, we have three rooms going and a lounge area. And the three rooms are rocking for at least nine or ten hours. We walk out of there with at least 35, 40 hooks. Um, and plus, like I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm like Diddy, man, I'm going to teach room, throw my little two cents in, drop this, verify that, lo-fi this, you know what I'm saying? Like high note here, low pass here, you know. I know, I know a little something about that. No. Um, so you know, but we also have a target in terms of who we're trying to shop for. So I let everybody know in advance. You know, there's people like. You know, like Cardi B or Meek or Wale, and there are people at 50. You know, they'll, they'll reach out to me for records, and then I'll just take that mindset going here and say, okay, these are the people that we're targeting, but also don't, I don't want to stunt your creativity by saying this is all we're looking for. Because yeah. if an idea is good, you know what I'm saying, we're going to run with it. So, you know, luckily over the years, I've been able to place records with a lot of, you know, major artists and film and TV. And this is kind of a way to kind of cut out a lot of the red tape and, mm-hmm. you know, deal with these people directly. We have a specific split that we do. You know, there's some ownership in regards to me and what I bring to the table and how much, you know, my relationships are, how valuable they are. Mm -hmm. So it's a really fun time. You know, and I appreciate AB was actually out there working with Rush Hour and he shot the whole shit for me. Got some real intimate interviews as well. And he captured exactly what this is all about. We're going to drop the video tomorrow on socials. So um, we're going to tag y'all. Y'all be able to see it. Hopefully you guys can share it as well. Yeah, we got to clap it up for AB, man. (laughs) Putting that work, bro. I get food, I'm good. <laughs> nah, that's what it, that's, that is what it is, man. Um, I was gonna ask you when it comes to like the the hooks and such, like okay, you, you got this you got this number of beats and hooks that you got. Out of that, roughly how many do you tend to get placed? Like is it a fifty well, you know, the placement side of it is always a challenge because that's really about timing. It's a, there's so many variables involved. Mm-hmm. I would I would hope to at least get – if I did 30 hooks, I would hope to at least have 15 to 20% of those hooks, you know, pass the test per se. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a quality test first and foremost. Yeah. And then I'll take those records and I'll, you know, I'll send out batches and I'll go to sessions if I have to. And, you know, we we've actually have about 12 different records on hold right now for major labels – and about three or four from film and uh, TV agencies as well, um, you know, for the last like three or four months since the pandemic started, because I, I had done some at the top of the year, 
Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, March came around and it was like everything had to be shut down. So we're kind of getting back into the swing of things now. I had one in Boston. I had two in New York last week. I have one in Chicago this this sat Friday, Saturday. I'm going up there. Then I have two more in New York, and we're doing Boston again August 29th. So what do you even talk about maybe you guys coming up and doing like a live you know, podcast right from the sessions? It might be dope. You know what I'm saying? Let's do that. And your producer's involved too. So we, we'll talk about that on a separate note. All yeah. right. That's dope, fam. That's dope. Well, um, yeah. one thing I will say, man, is uh, we all are very much familiar with Beats. We've been listening to Beats for a very long time, all of us here in this room. Uh, so I just want to say to all the producers that send in Beats today, uh, that sent in Beats that we're going to be playing today, um, you're probably going to get some real ass feedback. Uh, and uh, I would just say, don't get in your feelings, get in your bag. Egg. You know what I mean? Just, 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 I hope you send fire today because uh, we know what the fuck we're talking about. But uh, question, does anybody have anything else that they want to say before we get into these beats? No. Cool. <laughs> All right, cool. So we're going to get into it right now. Let's see what's good. We'll do it live! Fuck it! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Alright, so I should check it out what we do each and every Sunday at the B-Club Podcast. We have a place called the B-Club Podcast.com where producers can go and upload as many fire beats as possible. That's right. As many fire beats as possible. We take some of these beats and we place them in a folder and play them for the first time ever on our show. We give our feedback along with our B-Club Podcast community and decide if we're going to keep or cut these beats. And you can join the discussion right now by watching us on Facebook and YouTube Live and voicing your opinion. So just know it's completely raw. Put it out there. Let us know your feedback. If you just want to say keep it or cut it, add anything else extra. It is what it is. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's constructive criticism, and we're just trying to just trying to make fire, more and more fire out of it. So artificial AV. I'm sorry, AV. Bros, I'm working on this shit. It's like two weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you switch up your name, it's going to take me like a month to get it right. I ain't switching my name. My name was always AV. You added that shit. You're right. You're right. <laughs> AV. Who's first on the chopping block, bro? All right. So first up, we got Manny B. Shaw, and this is Life of Kings. All right. Let's take a listen right now to the B-Club Podcast. Keep it, cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. The B-Club. Right, B Club, let's talk about this one sent them, man. Let us know in the comments. Do you keep it? Do you cut it? I'm going to go around the room and see what's good. AV, what's the word, bro? 
Shit is too fire, bro. It was too fire. Yeah, too fire. Everything was dope, man. Everything right. about it. All right. So it sounds like you're gonna keep it. Yep. All right, Jay Hatch. What's the word? Oh, we're definitely gonna keep it, man. I was fire. Uh, a lot of room for a writer. A lot of room for an artist to get busy on there. There was popping. Um, great melody. You know what I'm saying it kind of fits what's going on right now. I would just say, you know, to the producer, challenge yourself a little bit to kind of figure out what's next sound wise. Mm. But I mean, that's that's easy. That's gonna. That's 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 everybody right now. That's a big record. So let me see. People online, we got the fire, 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 fire. They're keeping it, man. It just sounds like it's gonna be a. That's easy. That's how you're supposed to start the fucking show. Let's go to another beat, A.B. All right. Let me see. Next up, we got The Fingers. This might be a newbie. And this is called... Oh, yeah? Okay. Right, right, right. And this is called Cloudy Thoughts. And then from Virginia? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. All right, cool. Let's take a listen right now to the B-Club Podcast. Keep it. Cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. Club. Let's talk about this one. You guys let us know how you feel in the comments on YouTube and Facebook. I'm going to go around the room and see what's good. Avi, man, what's the word on this one, bro? I'm going to keep it, um, but my only feedback is on, like, some of the drum sounds. I probably would have changed them up a little bit. They just sounded a little stock to me, but the beat's still dope overall, so I'm going to keep it still. All right. Jay Hatch, what's the word? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think that this could have been some better drum, drum sounds and also maybe just a little bit of different sequencing going into the hook. Because you need a little bit of a build up. The chord progressions were dope though. Um and the sound selections were dope. I really like that um almost like that finger snap clap snare, whatever that is. That was the only part of the drum I really liked. But um his fireman the fingers, I think he plays also too like musicians. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if some of that stuff was like live played too in there. Yeah. I definitely keep it. All right, cool. So that's two keep it. People online are saying keep keep. I'm I'm kinda on the fence with this one. I thought it was cool. Uh the percussion didn't really um win me over too too much. Uh, it was a vibe. I did like this part that's playing right now. I wish like that was like elevated a little bit more above the mix so I could hear a little bit more. But for the most part, it was cool. But if I'm on the fence, I'm going to cut it. But you guys know if it's a majority vote, Loops Island, it's going to be kept anyways. Let that one slide by. That's two for two, man. Let's get another one in there, bro. Might be three for three. Next up, we got Smart Boy Beats with Lies. All right, all the way from North Carolina. We're going to take a listen to it right now on the B-Club Podcast. Keep it a cut it. Let's get it. Let's go.
B Club, let's talk about this one. You guys let us know how you feel in the comments. Would you keep it? Would you cut it? AV, man, what's the word on this one, bro? Uh, I'm going to keep this one, too. Um, this wasn't, like, my favorite Smart Boy yeah. beat, but, I mean, he executes all the time, so it's key. Uh, you nice today, bro. You real nice today. I'm going to go to Jay Hatch. Jay Hatch, what's the word? Hey, it's heat. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I, I know Smart Boy beats for probably, like, eight years right now. He's fire. Um, I agree too. I think the beat maybe isn't the best choice for beat wise, but again, I look at things from a creative standpoint. Melody, um, you know, can a writer write to it? You know, the melody, melody was super strong to me. It was hypnotic. After a while, I just started kind of. The only thing that I would tell him is maybe just building up into the hook again and trying not to make it so linear because it was very like, you know, it stayed kind of like didn't have any peaks and waves. And every song has to have that either. But I'm gonna keep it. I, I feel like that record would be special if somebody's writing on it or rapping on it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Um, to echo that, I feel as though I probably would really love the track if I heard an artist on it. So there's enough room there for an artist to do their thing. I think yeah. because an artist is missing, it makes me a little more judgmental. Uh, I'm just like, oh, like, and I like the word you use, linear, because that's what it felt. So yeah. that had me on the fence, but this is why I let my people talk first. So I'm going to keep it as well, man. Just going to throw it out there. Here we go. Three for three. Three for three. Let's get it. Jay, 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 three for three, and I got four. a drink. Big shot tech technology with up. So so let me ask you this. Do you like, I mean, I know you've met a shit ton of producers. Do you now kind of have uh an idea of what a producer is going to bring to the table the next time you see them? And then also do you kind of hold them up to that bar they set previously? Yeah, you know what it is, man. It really just bec- it comes down to like growth and development. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I see so many producers and I've I've been privileged and blessed enough to see a lot of them, you know, continue to get better. Because when they come to the events, they, you know, since they're investing in themselves, they're listening, they're paying attention, so they want to get better. Like people like my man D Dot is on the call right now. You know, he came to shows, didn't really win much, and all of a sudden he started like really diving in, focusing on investing, traveling, coming to panel seminars, beat camps. Next thing you know, he started winning sample contests, and he's winning track lib contests, and he won my year end contest, and he won my long run contest. And then I just connected him with track lib, which is a company that I consult about having his own uh, collection on track lips. So now he's going to be sampled just like Isaac Hayes would or whatever, whoever else would, and he'll be involved in those splits too. So it's That's about fine. growth and development, man. Like, I, Luckily, I have a capacity, so I know names. I don't can't always remember who the person is when I see them. Yeah. But they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I did your show back in Indianapolis back in 07. I'm, you know, such and such beats. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay, yeah, all right, I remember you. What's good? You know, and I, and I, mm-hmm. and I usually have a – an idea unless I was drunk that night, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, so happened ask- too. that's happened too. Look. Yeah. 
So yeah. uh, uh, let me ask you this: In your opinion, what is the most common mistake made by upcoming producers when they come out to you uh, to the events? Oh, that's easy. I, I think the most common mistake is that people just emulate what's going on right now on the radio. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we we've, we've been in this trap bubble now for like about seven years, and it's not that you know a producer could play a dope beat, and I'm like, yo, that shit is dope, but I can call Metro Boomer for that beat. I can call you know so and so for that beat. I need something that that might sound competitive, but what makes that beat you? So that's why like I really fuck with like you know Cardo, Cardiac. Like I've known these guys for years, Ilman. Like they'll take what might be popular sounding, mm-hmm. but they'll elevate it to like 2022. You know what I'm saying? So I think part of the problem is that people don't know the process, so they don't realize what you hear on the radio was placed like maybe a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So now it's really like just caught up. When we place a record today, it might not come out for another year or two based on the politics of music and the process of music. So I need to hear something that might sound popular then. You know what I'm saying? So creatives have to be a little more forward thinking. And I think it really comes down to sound selection, sonics, and really finding a way to make their music theirs as opposed to just following, you know, the curve. Because you could play me five random, you know, big name rapper, trap rapper beats. And these days I can't tell you who it is. I could have told you 10 years ago who it was. Now it's very difficult. I mean, not for me, but I think for the average person, it's difficult. You know what I'm saying? So when you, like, let's say when you're in the business of pitching a record, is it something where you hear it and you're like, I hear Meek on this, even though it doesn't sound like a typical Meek record? Is that kind of you just playing the, the producer role and be like, I can place this. This this makes sense. This sounds like future Meek. Is that yeah, kind of- really because of what the what the concept or the idea is behind the record. Like, you know, you got to know and pay attention. You know, you obviously got to do the billboard thing and you got to read, you know, different articles and, and be perceptive to the music. But if you know Amik and you know you've been paying attention and we have the cheat code with obviously with social media now and these people are always in the news. Like Meek is growing up. Meek is into police reform. He's into he has a new kid. He's like Meek's not Meek on the corner anymore like he was back in you know 2007, eight. Yeah, you know wow. what I'm saying? So like his boys might be, but it might be maybe he's telling a different story about that. You know what I'm saying? So you just have to have an idea. And I don't really honestly, I don't really listen to just beats anymore. Like when people send me beat packs, I gotta either send them out to writers if I fuck with them, or I gotta just shoot them down and say, send me back some hooks. Just because mm-hmm. like that that part of the game has changed since people are looking for records now. They don't have the time to just record 100 records anymore. People want shit like this. Yeah. Social media days, like, you know, you're living in this little box, and all of a sudden somebody else comes in behind you, they forget about you. And then yeah. when that person leaves, somebody else comes in, they forget about you. So mm-hmm. you just have to have some standout shit. And that's why I'm glad you guys do stuff like this, because this is just an important platform for people to get real talk feedback, also allow their peers to give their two cents, but at the end of the day, it's all done for the for the for the proposal of getting better music to the world. You know what I'm saying? So, I salute you guys, man. That, thank you for that. I appreciate that very, very, very much, man. I'm I'm gonna still have that shit and like type it out and just use it in like our bio. This <laughs> was good. I also want to know. Um, I mean, what was your what was your relationship with music like before you founded or co-founded I Standard? Man, I'm a, you don't want to, you want me to deep, dig deep in my bag, huh? Did yeah. you, did you like, were you a beat maker? Were you a producer? Were you, did you spit? I was, I, was, I was a rapper, dog. I used to actually be managed by Slick Rick's DJ, Vance Wright, back. Wow. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you my age. I don't look it because I got the, the, the beard dying today, but um, <laughs> I'm going to be 48 years old in, in November. You know what I mean? So I'm getting up there. But I'm young? 
Yeah, man. But, you know, I've, 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 been, I've been around. Yeah. Still look young, bro. Appreciate it, man. So, you know, I used to I used to run around with a lot of people back in the Nurishell days, like when hip hop was coming up, like P Rock, CL Smooth, Grand Pooba, Sadat X. Like, you know, I, I was in the studio with those guys. I was in in ciphers with those guys. You know what I'm saying? So I showed up to my, my studio one day and it was a pink slip on the on the door and it said close till further notice. And this is like pre-social media, pre-cell phones, pre everything. We're talking about like twenty-five years ago, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I didn't have closure on that situation for almost 10 years. Couldn't contact my manager. He dipped to Atlanta, had a kid. I had I was forced to go back to work. You know, I was I was working three jobs, but I had to get a full-time job. And yeah. then um one one day I just, you know, I, I woke I was working at Arapostal and I was managing like 18 stores and I was making a shit ton of money. I was I was positioned very well within the company, but music always called me back. Like my my friends that I was involved with prior always like, yo, Hatch, man, like you could, it's different now. Like we need more business people in the game than just people that create. So one day, you know, unfortunately my father had passed away and I woke up and I was like, man, I don't love doing this shit no more. Like mm-hmm. I don't love making money for other people. I don't love not living my dream. I don't love not following my personal destiny. So luckily February of next year, 2021 will be 20 years. I'm self-employed in the music industry. <laughs> That's that's not a number everybody can say. Right. That's, so that's the that's the short story. Now the plug is you can go buy my book, How I Left My Job, Made in the Music Industry. It's on all all platforms, Target, Barnes and Noble, Book Baby, etc. And it tells really the entire story of how I got to where I'm at and how uh, how Biggie ruined my rap career. And that's all that you got to read the book for that. Wait, one. wait, wait. you said who? I can't give you that. You can't give you that gem for free. Did you say Biggie? <laughs> Biggie. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I mean, he didn't personally do it. It's an indirect situation that's going to sound crazy when people read it. So if you read the book, put it, put it in the comments. If you read the book, and I'll tell the story. Uh, got to give me a couple of like, highlights and let me know you actually read the story. Sure. Let me ask you this. I mean, I, I've heard of, I mean, I've read stories of very successful people that just decided, you know what? I'm just going to leave my job and just fucking take this leap of faith and make this shit happen. How scared were you? When that happened, because you just left the bag for the happiness. That's what it sounds like. And that's yeah, scary. And it's it's scary because you know there's no like real checklist for success when it comes to starting your own business, especially in the music industry. You know, like I had all these amazing, you know, skill sets and I was organized and I plan. I'm a great communicator. I'm you know, I'm able to like just be prepared and organized. I used to run all the major conferences and open all the higher volume stores for the company, plus I managed 18 stores. And I would go hire regional managers. I would go hire, hire store district managers. So they trusted me with a lot of those things. So I gained all these, these skill sets. And I said, how could I apply those into, you know, making my own business? Mm-hmm. So little by little, you know, I learned. I was naive at first. I spent a lot of money. I had a little stock option from the company when I left, you know. And I just – I learned really hard and quick how m- money and music and success don't equate in the music industry. You know, it's really about relationships. It's about being a step or two ahead of the game. It's about realizing when you absorb when you're when you're absorbing things from your you're observing other people and how they don't do business right. You have to then take those opportunities and figure out how to make them your strength. So that's why I do. That's that's why I started doing showcases because people would do these whack ass showcases. The sound sucked. The judges were never there. 
They didn't know when they were going on. You know, they'd say so-and-so to be there. That person would never be there. So then I would, you know, come in and be like, damn, like, I could do this shit. I was doing this shit when I was working at, at the clothing company. I was putting on all the conferences. So you know what? I'm going to get these judges, and they're going to come out because I'm going to treat them like royalty. I'm going to mm-hmm. get the highest quality producers. I'm going to vet these producers. I'm just putting everybody on stage. Mm-hmm. It's not about a dollar. You know what I'm saying? And in my very, our very first show at iStandard at the time, we had 400 people crammed in a little ass remote lounge on, on uh, Bowery Street in New York. And I had Buckwild, Lenny S, and Easy Mo B as my first three judges ever. And then I had a Rockweiler in the house. And I had fucking um, Fat Man Scoop in the house. You know, just relationships from the other guys that brought him in. I had Bonsu was the editor-in-chief of XXL at the time. And these people just looked at us like we just invented fire. <laughs> <laughs> there was, at the time, there was only dynamic producer. And they were more about, like, and also um, uh, so, uh, speed societies. So at the time, it was very, like, more entertainment-driven than it was about presentation and education. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to come in and give these kids an opportunity to take this skill that they were using in their basement or their room and their, or their little studio and take it to a platform where they could be seen and heard by people that can hopefully eventually help them, you know, and, and we've been blessed to have people like S1 and Cardiac and, you know, Boudin Grands and, and Black Metaphor and, and Mechanics and all these guys that are now producing some of the biggest records on radio come through the iStandard movement and take a bit of what they learned and build relationships and just, and just get better. You know what I'm saying? That's really what it's all about. Never wanted to build a platform where we took away anything from the culture. We just wanted to push it forward, you know, and make sure that people understand it is a business. When you make a beat, that's your product, you know, and then how could you stand out from the masses of people that are doing the same thing? And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if you want me to keep rambling on, but I got this thing I talk about called the soda aisle. Um, whenever I do like my my like motivational speaking and, and, and one-on-ones, it's like, you know, as creators, we can go into like a, a you know, we're, we're like, we're like on a soda aisle, right? So you go to like Walmart or Publix or Target, right? You got, you got Pepsi on one side, right? You got Coke on the other. Those guys spend billions of dollars in a year to be in, the, in that focal space in every store. You know, they'll, they'll be in your little ass bodega. They'll be in the biggest store in the world. They'll be at Disney World. They'll be, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what about the other sodas on that aisle, right? Mm-hmm. You got RC Cola. You got Bodega Cola. You got Flavored Water Cola. You got, you know, all these different things. How do they, first of all, how do they get there? Mm-hmm. And number two, how do you compete with Pepsi and Cola? Pepsi mm-hmm. and Cola. Mm-hmm. So maybe one day AV says to me while we're in Boston, yo, Hatch, you should try the soda, bro. This is some new Boston shit. I'm telling you, you're going to fucking love it. And mm-hmm. AV's my man. So I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck it. Let me try it out. Let me see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Or I might just walk by and be like, yo, this design is crazy. Like, what is this? I never, you know what? I'm going to fucking buy this can of soda. Or I might just be in a hurry and be like, uh, yeah, let me go. That's who we are as creators. You got Timberland, Coke, and Pepsi. You got Pharrell, Coke, and Pepsi. You got Scott Storage, Murder B. All these guys have put in tens of thousands of work hours that had budgets that built relationships. They might have had a team around them, right? everybody else is on this fucking soda aisle because they don't have that yet, but they're there, right? You're on mm-hmm. the aisle. You have a chance. Now, what are you going to do to work your ass off enough to eventually get close to a space where you could be in competition with the greats or mention with the greats or co-signed by more people. That's just something I always talk about. And I feel like that really relates to creators because we can be super successful by just being on the shelf, right? Mm-hmm. It the your, your dependency on who you are, consistency, confidence, level of learning, level of just uh, co- uh, compl- uh, 
complicity with yourself about who you are and when you are that person that can hopefully get you better. Because if you're somebody who's just happy with placing a couple records and you're like, all right, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm making a little living. That's cool. If you're happy in that space, stay in that space. But that might end someday. And when it does, what else the fuck are you going to do? Facts. You know? So that's just my little two little two little cents, three little cents. We're going to throw this out there as well. I don't want to cut you off, bro. Yo, so what we're going to do, we got to get back into some beats. So you see what happened. You see, we got like three in a row, then we got mad gems. So this is what happens. We got to keep this shit going. He, 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 tried, he tried to throw us off so we can cut one, man. I already know this guy. I know what Luke's is all about, man. I see the question. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, AV, man, who's, who's next, bro? All right, next up, we got Tony Tony Chopper. With, uh, <laughs> the fucking name is A1. What? Oh, that's Tony Tony Chopper. Such a trip. Uh, God damn, I cannot speak right now. This is why you read and I just do art because I can't pronounce that shit. So, I can't uh, pronounce it either. I ain't even, even going to hold you. Satirically <laughs> speaking, you know what? Next time you make a beat and you title it two to three syllables, bro, we that's four syllables. That is, that's over what, I, what I'm capable of doing. But thank you for sending the beat. We're going to take a listen to it right now on the Beat Club podcast. Keep it cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> Club, let's talk about this one. You guys, let us know how you feel in the comments on YouTube and Facebook. Would you keep it? Would you cut it? I'm gonna go with AV man. What's the word, bro? Shit, I was vibing. <laughs> that that shit just took me somewhere. Um, easy keep it. My only feedback would um would be I don't know what 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 sound that was clicking in the background. Just take yeah. that out. Perfect beat, bro. <laughs> Take that shit out. Yo, that's that's so that's so Benny the Butcher right there, bro. Mm. Like I can hear Griselda all over that because it's you know sometimes you don't need you don't need all the dressing on it. You know what I'm saying? Like if it if like Amy just said it was a vibe for him. Like I would just the minute I heard that horn come in, that little horn section sample. If that was a sample or not, I'm not sure. But that shit just I just, just I hear bars. I hear Benny just yep. coming in. I hear you know Conway. With that high ass voice, I hear, I hear all that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah, that's definitely a keeper for me, man. Uh, only thing I would give again, I would, I would, I definitely agree with AV, but I would say somewhere within those eight bars, do some sort of drastic, like, yeah, like some sort of dropper, something that just get resets people's mind and come back to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because after a while, people might get a little, uh, man, that's a little repetitive if they're just listening to it. Come with something drastic, like a, maybe a. a, a Triple drum, fucking whatever, something different. You know what I'm saying? But I fuck with it, man. It's definitely Griselda. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I, I seen someone's comment. I'm going to agree with uh, Marcus, man. Definitely. Uh, wait, was that the voice? Was that the voice? Did you hear the yo? Yeah. Oh, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's fucking Brazil all day. Yo, I, I'm going to say I, I love the jazziness uh, of this. Right. I, I, I love it. I think that little addition, that little like top line or whatever just did something for me. So I'm going to keep it. Nothing bad to say about it. You guys already picked on the, like, the little clicking noise and such. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fire, bro. So like, I'm still bopping my damn head. <laughs> I just I didn't want to say too much because I was trying to listen to it more. But um, oh, but you know what? Let's 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 comment on something because you know we we had a conversation before we started the live that Jay Hatch is actually looking to give a slot away to something. Yep. Right? Can you elaborate on that just so the producers are aware? Yeah, no doubt. So back in um in May, obviously with the the lack of you know opportunities to do things outside, you know I had to kind of adjust my brand to um you know play more towards or 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 motivate and inspire you know creatives online. So I started this thing called the Long Run. Uh, it's a seven hour producer marathon, and basically you know we pay we play three beats from each producer. There's like seventy producers. It goes on a course of the entire day. And then the top two from every hour gets sent to a private room at eight o'clock with a major label A&R that will give them feedback, more constructive criticism, a little more private. And then that winner gets um, a pair of Cali Audio LP8s, uh, which is about a $500 value, along with an MVBT Bluetooth controller, uh, which can make any speaker Bluetooth. Uh, there's also a write-up with allhiphop.com. I get a free year with tracklib.com and then I also fly them to LA, take care of all their expenses, uh, hotel, Ubers, flight, and then we put them in a the studio a couple nights that week when I'm in there with writers and producers so they can collaborate as well. So every hour they get judged by a di- so the, let's say from two to three, those 10 producers will get judged by one, you know, one um, uh, major label, like major producer. So we have Needles judging. You know, Needles is a Grammy-winning major producer. We got Swift D. Um, I'm not sure who else is on the list. We got a um, couple writers as well. Maya, she's written for Tanache, Chris Brown, Ty Dolla Sign. So this one is it's called the uh, the Hooks Only Edition. So it's going to be three beats with hooks. So you can either be a writer or a producer that works with a writer or producer to make these hooks. So, yeah, if you want more information about it, you can follow me at Mobile Status. All the information is on a couple of my last posts. And I'll be po- uh, posting some more this week as well. The next one is August 29th. No, August 23rd. I'm sorry. 29th is Boston Creative Sessions. Yeah. I appreciate it, Renee. Thank you. I am, I am, I am going to be Word. <laughs> I'm glad you've seen that. I'm glad you've seen that. <laughs> but if you do want to get down with the event, regardless if you're in the podcast or not, or part of the, um, the Keep It or Cut It, you can just email me at vlongrunevent, vlongrunevents at gmail.com. Send in one uh, beat with a hook, and you'll hear from my A&R, and hopefully we can get you guys involved in the show. All right. Boom. Oh. Opportunities yeah. on top of opportunities, man. It's a beautiful thing. Let's get back into these beats. So I just want to drop that there just so people know what the fuck is going on. Right. What we got next, Davey? All right. Next up, we got 803 Music with Regret. That's Dang. my girl. Vanessa. <laughs> All right, let's take a listen right now on the B Club podcast. Keep it cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. Oh, this shit sounds sexy here. Yeah. 
Let's talk about this one. You guys let us know how you feel in the comments. Would you keep it? Would you cut it? We'll go around the room and see what's good. Let's start with Jay Hatch, man. What's the word? Man, you got some fire on here today, man. Like, and some different fire, too. Like, I know I know Vanessa. I know Brett from Atlanta. They're both, they do a lot of my creative sessions down there. Um, I, I'm going to keep it. Reason why is because, you know, what I was saying earlier about records being linear, but then not having that buildup. These guys did that. They created, like, a nice hook pocket. Um, the beat was catchy. I could definitely hear... Like an R&B artist, maybe a rapper on it too, just a feature on it. And it's a vibe, man. If, if you can keep my attention and keep my head bopping a little bit, man, I'm with it. So I'm going to say I'm going to keep it. I know as somebody who looks for records that that's a record, not just a beat. So I'm going to mm. keep it. Mm. All right. AV, what's the word, bro? Easy keep. I don't really have any feedback for it, man. Easy. Uh, well, I'm going to say this, man. I, I always keep beats if I belly roll. It is belly roll certified. I definitely <laughs> got like four or five <laughs> belly rolls in <laughs> So we're just going to throw it out there. Keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. Um, <laughs> AV, man, let's wrap up this folder. Who we got next? This is a new person. Uh, next up, we got Westover. Oh, Westover? Westover, yeah. Westover? North Carolina. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And this is called Good Times. All right. We're going to take a listen right now to the B-Club Podcast. Keep it cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. Club, let's talk about this one. You can tell us in the comments, would you keep it? Would you cut it? I'm gonna go around the room and see what's good. Avi, what's the wire? I want to know what's in the fucking water in North Carolina. Talk about it. I don't get it. What are y'all drinking out there that produces all this fucking fire? <laughs> we need some of that. <laughs> keep, 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 keep. Jay Hatch. Yeah, this kid, the kid is nuts, man. I, I He actually did some events with me back in the day and kind of reconnected recently, some of these online events. Mm-hmm. He's fire, man. I definitely see the growth, development. I love his snare choice. I love the, the diversity and percussion that he uses. 
I would say that little that little crash goes a little too long though, because it kind of almost like bleeds into the woodblock snare, whatever other snare he's using. Mm-hmm. I would just pair back on that a little bit and make that woodblock snare a little more like um, enunciated, so it hits just a little bit harder, so it has a little more swing to it as opposed to just that crash and come in. You know what I'm saying? So just gotta be careful with stuff like that. But I love that little musical part. I love how we switched up the the transition of the sequence and in the, the beat in the second part of uh, in the second part of the verse. Fire, bro. Keep it. I'm I'm just gonna say it was a vibe. I haven't stopped dancing. Um, definitely. And I got one belly roll in. It wasn't even supposed to happen. Like all that yeah. shit. It, it just worked. It just absolutely worked. My first time hearing this producer. Um, and I look forward to hearing more from this producer. So uh, just gonna throw it out there, man. Sounds like it's gonna be another. They got frack chemicals in the water because they got fracking down in North Carolina. That's what they said. <laughs> uh, quick, quick question, Jay Hatchman. What was your rap name? I didn't ask you. Man, my rap name was Buku Bucks. <laughs> B-U-K-U-B-U-K-S. It just, you know why? Because it was like a reciprocal at the time because I was broke as fuck. And, uh, you know, back then sampling was super big. So um, Jay Rude Damager said something about I'm making Buku Bucks. So we took that little piece out and we used that as like my little tag intro when I would come out and perform and shit like that. So, yeah, man, good times, man. It feels like a fucking lifetime ago. And I still write. I don't write raps, really, but I write yeah. books and I, I co-write with my writer a little bit. So, you know, I'm just blessed to have the opportunity to work with some of the greatest, the greatest, you know, music makers of all time. You know what I'm saying? And not even knowing it and having like that front, like front row view to. Yeah. You know, the early days of hip hop, man. It's just it's a blessing, man. You, you don't have like a CD cover with you on like the money phone, like the Buku Bucks, like mixtape never dropped? Man, I got to Let me tell you one thing, and I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> there's a there's a song online uh-huh. that I cannot get off the internet because I don't have the, I don't have the, um, it's not in the Buku Bucks though. You got to look for it otherwise. But I have a song online that I still can't get off. If you can find that, Somehow, some way. Yeah. I'll tell you the whole story. Not today, but, uh, you know, it was just funny because, you know, back then, like, there was really not a lot of, uh, there wasn't anything really online. So there was, like, this one site, and you were able to upload some music to it and whatnot, and that's, tried it out. You know what I'm saying? Now I can't get it down because I don't have that email anymore, and they won't let me take it down. Well, I'm like, well, bro, man. it's still me. 20 years later, look, I'm, I need to put the same jersey on, same hat on backwards, same baggy-ass jeans, like... I'm looking like fucking crisscrossing this bitch with my clothes on right, though. Oh, shit. Well, I just want to put this out there. For everybody that doesn't know, A.V. also used to rap as well. Okay. He, A.V. rapped a couple, but I heard one song. I've never heard it again. But A.V. had like nine bodies on the record. He bodied like nine people on the record. He was definitely a gangster on a record. So I'm glad you changed and turned things around, A.V., man. Uh, let me That's clap crazy. up A.V. That's no more, crazy. No more gangster, <laughs> Good shit, A.V., for turning your life around, bro. You got some good beats, though. I'll tell you that. He's playing some beats the other day at the event. He got some fire. Yo, I'm going to I'm gonna say with Jay Hatch on it. be sleeping on himself. And this is, goes to all the producers out there fucking sleeping on yourself. Stop sleeping on yourself because he's fire. And I say this. If you're fire and you're sleeping on yourself, surround yourself with people that know you're fire and going to push you further because he's fire. Avi's sitting on beats, bro. And he's just... He don't, he's like, I might need an artist on him or whatever. He might need to come to your event and get a hook or something on it because he's got some West Coast fire, fam. But, yeah, we'll have to work, we'll get the work on that for sure. Let's see what's good. But let's get another beat in there, man. I feel like Jay Hatch has got like, we, we got like six in a row. I think what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we went like 10 in a row. Okay. I don't, I don't, we might break a record. I'm 
Just gonna put it out there. Boulder two, Avi, what's popping? I think you're on mute, bro. I can't hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Shit. Right. Next up, we got Algorithm C. What's this called? I think it's French Lavender. Oh, that's some sexy shit. All right, cool. Gonna take a listen right now to B Club Podcast. Keep it a cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. B Club, let's talk about this one. Let us know how you feel in the comments. Would you keep it? Would you cut it? Go around room and see what's good. Jay Hatch, what's the word? Now, see, there's a there's a difference between that record and the jazzy record we heard before. A lot of the stuff that was playing just now in Algorithm C's record was very random mm-hmm. and, not, and not specifically placed properly to me. Um, it was definitely a vibe, but I feel like sound selection-wise, like that snare was not hitting – um, the melody was kind of interrupted in places by those random sounds. And um, unfortunately for me, this one, I'm going to have to cut. All right. A.V., what's the word? I agree with R.C., man. I wish the drums hit harder because, mm. I mean, I don't I don't know if um, Algorithm C works with artists like that. I think he's more of just like a beat tape producer. I, I could be mistaken. Excuse me. But he likes to experiment. Um, this shit was a good vibe, but them drums, man. I gotta, I gotta feel this shit in my gut when, when I'm hearing some shit. If I don't make the stink face, then I don't know, man. And there was obviously no belly rolls on that one. Uh, yeah, nah, def- definitely see, not. De- definitely no belly rolls. Um, that's a cut it, bro. That's they, a cut it for me, but still a good vibe though. Like yeah. something about it, I like. Yeah. You know what I- I'm saying. I mean, you know, I'm not the bass police. I'm, I'm not good with bass police, but I felt as though whatever bass that was present. I didn't I, I felt like it could have been lifted a little bit more in the mix i yeah. could have felt a little bit more it was like it was low i think the yeah, yeah i yeah. i still can't i feel like i need more bass if the drums ain't knocking i need more bass i need more low end um and because i didn't get that that kind of took it from me I'm, I'm all about like i definitely am into like the random sounds as well but mm-hmm. the bass needed to be that glue and uh i'm not digging the way the bass is playing right now so i'm and gonna I, cut it and honestly too just the the um just the mix alone you know what i'm saying yeah. like I think sometimes it's really about like I'll tell I tell people every day like a good a good beat with a bad mix will lose to a bad beat with a good mix any given day. It's just not about the way like the way a record hits. It just kind of provokes an emotion within you. That shit don't hit those those snares don't slap. Mm-hmm. It could be a dope beat, it could be a dope melody, it just doesn't it won't do anything for you. You know what I mean? Did I just set us up, man? Did I just like I mean we had six in a row, but it, I don't think this one is making it, bro. It's all your fall loops. Yeah, wow. no, nah, it's definitely not. It's not a keeper for me. Cut it, cut it, cut it. That it's cut all, it hit different. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> that cut it hit different. Damn, man. Oh, let. 
AV man, let's let's just redeem ourselves before we go into the next question. I'm not even gonna do that to Jay Hatch. We got to make sure that we we can't we can't segue. I'm, I'm part of the problem. I, I'm the one who said cut it too. Don't, don't it's all good. It's cool. It's cool. We're not the problem. That producer sending that beat was the problem. Wow. Got to send more fire. All I'm gonna say, don't get in your feelings. Get in your bag. It was still a vibe, but you stopped. Well, we, got the street, a, we, got high, we got a high bar now. I mean, the first six beats were crazy fire, man. So anything lower than that, you know what I'm saying? Avi, man, where's the fire? Are we skipping over people? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I like this name. Um, next up, we got Anna How to Beat Speaker, and this is called Boom Chakra Locker. <laughs> <laughs> My G, I love it. All right, cool. Let's take a listen to it right now in the Beat Club Podcast. Keep it a cut. Let's get it. Let's go. Club, let's talk about this one. You guys let us know how you feel. Would you keep it? Would you cut it? Let us know in the comments. Uh, I'm going to go around the room and see what's good. AV, man, what's the word with this one? Uh, I'm going to cut this one because I'm going to be the bass police, man. I think it was like maybe the eighth note that was played in that bass line was off. Damn, you were I feel like, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was counting on my fingers. Um, but overall, the, like the, the melody was dope, though. I, I like the melody and, and like aura of the beat. But baseline's off, so can't keep it. All right. Jay Hatch, what's the word? Um, unfortunately I'm gonna have to cut it too. Uh only reason why is I just felt like it wasn't like it didn't like I mean it definitely was a head nodder, but there was no like no emotion involved for me. It was just kinda like more like a loop, you know what I'm saying? Like if there would have been some changes somewhere or a dynamic drop or something to reset my ears, like when you listen to it be like that for so long it kind of gets a little repetitive I, I feel but uh i love the snare i think that would be an amazing record for like film and tv you know like a behind like you know some sort of scene or something like and producers don't sleep on film and tv there's more money in that right now than there is in fucking rappers so if you got friends or you know anybody in that licensing space don't mess with them make sure you go to linkedin and set up in a real account because that's where those people live mm. want to get licensing placements go on linkedin trust me when i tell you that Gems. i just got a really good placement myself uh, for one of my writers, so you know, just heed the word. LinkedIn, licensing, <laughs> LinkedIn. But I'm gonna have to come at to cut that one. But I love the drums, though. Drums are strong. All right, cool. So, wait, that was two cut it? Yeah, all right, cool. I count and shit. Uh, Anahata, man, I felt like this was uh, this was definitely dope. I was vibing the whole entire time, I thought it was cool, and it definitely it plays to the Anahata sound. Now, me, you know, I'm not the bass police, I, I that's just not my forte. Uh, so I was rocking, man. So Based off of who you are, the music you make, and how it's rocking, I'm gonna keep it. But you already know they cut it. Mm -hmm. Cut it, cut it, cut it. 
I could be wrong, but it, it it sounded like it was off. It was just that one note. Uh will Jay Hatch adopt me? Um <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. That's a different type of question. Um I try to not sure how to respond, but yeah, cool. I look, I look, for, the, I look for the kids right now. Appreciate it though. <laughs> Uh, have you ever tried to make a beat before? You know what? When I used to, when I was doing the rap thing, I would bring in a lot of my own sounds. Um, big shout out to my man, Charlezilla. You know, he was my business partner at the time and one of my producers. And I would bring in like, I would bring in like the, uh, you know, the, the, the drum sample or the bass sample or the sample itself. Or So I would say, these are four components I want. You know, go ahead and make a beat for me. But I never physically sat there and tried to actually... I mean, I tried, but it's not. It wasn't like to actually make the beat. It was just mess around with different programs. But that's one thing I want to do someday. You know, I feel like I, you know, eventually I will be more creative when I graduate from certain levels of my life. <laughs> right now, I'm good. No, no beat making for me. Beat placing for me. No beat making. Uh, who is the hardest person to to pitch a record to? Like, do, is there like a person that is like super picky? Yeah, I mean, there's people that won't even listen. Um, you know, everybody would love to get a record with Jay-Z or Drake or Kendrick Lamar. or But you got to understand, like, these guys have their own teams. Like, if it's not broken, they're not going to try to fix it. Like, Jay's not listening to new producers. However, if you somehow befriend Ty Ty or you can get into the Young Guru and they like a record, they might play it for Jay. If you're mm -hmm. a cool boy wonder or vinyls or, you know, uh, 40 or, you know, Mike Zombie – maybe you know they might like a record they might collaborate with you then maybe you can get a record to, you know to, to drake so it's just um there's a there's a game to be played in some cases that's why we say relationships are the new currency it gets you into places it gets you that private pass if you can build a real relationship and, and be who you are but at the same time the talent should be the plus that you're bringing along you know what i'm saying but mm -hmm. you know it's difficult you know everybody wants something different like when when i get hit up by 50 or his people they want you know they want just beats and I've placed four records of 50 so over the years. You know what I'm saying? Ross, he wants he wants beats with hooks. Um, you know, most A&Rs want hooks. It's just really about knowing who the people are, what they want, and trying to come as close, but also having a, the notion to know where these people are in their life and hopefully find the right record, not beat, for them. You know what I'm saying? So they're here, and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, let me at least record this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me at least – and if they record it, chances of them actually – you know, buying it or placing it is a lot greater than if you just bring it into a meeting and they like it or you bring it to the A&R and they like it. It's really about getting with the artist, the manager, getting their feeling and hopefully getting the vibe and cut the record. So my, my question is, um, let's say I make a beat. I have uh, my homie do a hook on it and we send it over. Is this something where the hook is more used as like a reference for scratch vocals or is it something where they may actually use the hook? It's possible. It's happened. I mean, my, my intention for my writer... <clears throat> Eli Groves is that we get on, you know, a record that they want to keep him on. He has an amazing voice. He's a young dude. He's a great performer, and he's an artist too. But you know, we we have a balanced focus between his artistry and his songwriting. So you know, he's writing with Cool and Dre and S1 and Super Mario. But then we're also in the studio, with brand new guys, and himself working on his own EP. So it's very balanced driven. But if I get a record, like we had, we had a uh, opportunity last year to uh, G Easy like one of our records. And they wanted to keep him on the record. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Jesus, if this happens, this is like the immediate, like, let's get an EP out that same week the record drops. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's going to be asking, who's this kid? 
even if he just wrote it, you know, that, that's my guide. That's my segue to a potential pub deal mm-hmm. or my potential segue to an uh, artist deal and a pub deal or a label deal for me. So you got to know how to like be prepared for all these opportunities, but there's a balance and you got to hope that they keep the, the writer on there. Sometimes the writer is not really an artist or doesn't want to be. Yeah. So they'll find somebody to reference it, or you might even pitch it with the idea having somebody sing it similarly to somebody who they might have a relationship with or, you know, like, Hey, Cardi, this, this is a, uh, a record with you know Danny Lee, or you have somebody sound like Danny Lee, or you have somebody sound like Miguel, or whoever the case may be. That's how you pitch the record. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about uh, relationships between people this whole time. Um, what advice would you give to an introverted bedroom producer on how to, I guess, be confident or, or be able to get into a room with, like, say, I don't know, Cardo got wings or some shit. I think right now, <clears throat> since we're kind of all in the same playing field, mm-hmm. you know, not nobody's really able to get out too much or travel too much. Well, besides um, that, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> what I mean is, this is the perfect time for an introvert because yeah. if you could, if you could master the art of short and sweet DMs mm-hmm. and and really politicking via engaging with people online, like if you want to talk to these people, follow these people, like their pictures. Don't be stalkish about it, but you know. Shoot a comment out, yo. That that, that joint you did with currency was crazy, bro. It's like motivated me, and then you like them, and then you, you know, eventually they might follow you. They might see that you just you're cool. They might listen to your beat one day and be like, yo, that shit was pretty fire on your page. Can you send me some some drum sounds, or whatever? So anything can happen. I think now is the time for introverts specifically who don't really like to be out and about talking face to face. They just have to master um, the art of the short and sweet email and DM. I have a mentee program, a mentor program that I do. I have six different kids that I mentee, and a lot of them are dope producers, but don't know how to like actually react or or or, or uh, you know talk to different people online. So one of the things I told them, I said, go to my followers list, who I follow, set up a spreadsheet, put everybody's name, IG, and if they give an email address, put it on there. If they don't, put no email, and then eventually send an email like a canned email but personalize it to everybody who has an email and everybody who doesn't you send them a dm saying i'd like to you know i'd like to be able to send you some music my name is so and so keep it short and fucking sweet don't send them no spam links don't send them no fucking videos in their dms just short and sweet and make sure you follow up seven to ten days later all these things are man people think they're impossible but i could tell you so many times even me young like coming up in the game, I just got out of my own way and said, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna reach out to somebody. Luckily, I'm a little more extroverted, if that's the word. I'm I'm I talk yeah. to people, I network with people, I know how to, you know, interact with people. But eventually there comes a time where somebody's at a level that maybe you can't get to. So if you're trying to do a record with Travis Scott, like DMing Travis Scott is not gonna get you anywhere close to him. But right. if you know his AR Sycamore or you know his manager or his engineer or his blunt roller, or his fucking girl, or his brother. <laughs> these are the people that you reach out to because they want to be mm-hmm. rock stars too. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yo, I know you work with Travi. I know probably everybody's hitting you up, but I would love to be able to send you a beat. You know, if anything comes out of it, you know, I would obviously obviously cut you in. Let me know what you think. If it's whack, just whatever. Yeah. So many relationships get built like that, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah, we actually learned something from a young bull that came on our show. We did uh, in December. We did um, all producers that were under the age of eighteen on our show. Adam came up to our show. Um, I think it was Jada God who mentioned that yep. he would go on uh, Instagram and see the artists 
standing next to somebody who's in the photo with them, he would go and follow that person and see like, okay, this person has 30,000 followers. Maybe I can talk to them because at least they know Travis Scott or they know this person and just kind of create that bridge and that trail. Um, and I just thought that was phenomenal to hear from a kid. Like we, all the old heads were like, oh shit, like I didn't know that, you know what I mean? So the fact <laughs> that you get us as well, it's just really exercising the networking capabilities of these shits right here called cell phones. So that's, that's, thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to drop one of those. The Beat Club. You have to. AV. What up? Fire. Where's the fire? Oh, we need, oh, we yeah. need some fire. I don't, I don't know what's up with this folder right here. <laughs> folder right here, homie. I don't, I don't know. Folder one was fire, but this, this, I, it's up to you. We can, we can jump around if you want to. Might as well go in order. Ah, you're so um, kind. All right. Next up, we got Beats Meditated. And this is called Of Love. Of Love. Oh, from Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. We're going to take a listen to it right now to Beat Club Podcast. Keep it a cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. IP Club, let's talk about this one. You guys let us know how you feel in the comments. Would you keep it? Would you cut it? I'm going to go around the room and see what's good. AV, what's popping? He said it sounds like some adventure time shit. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, I got to cut this one. I feel like I hear the idea and um, vibe, but it's too all over the place. Like, I I mean, obviously, it could still get placed somewhere, probably, like on, on TV or commercial or something, but... Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna cut this one. I wasn't really bothering with it. I'm I'm gonna say uh, I've been a I've been a Kid Cudi fan for a long time, and I feel like when I first heard this, I thought Cudi, but then once I heard like that, that lead scent or whatever, that just took that thought out my mind. Remove that, and you can revisit this and do something with it, especially the beginning portion of it. But I just heard Cudi. I didn't hear anybody else. So I hear the humming and everything, and it just works. But it was definitely a vibe. I say all that to say I like Cuddy, but I am not a fan of this beat. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to cut it, but I do hear Cuddy. Jay Hatch, what's the word? Yeah, I think there's a lot of elements in there that actually have potential. Like, you know, there's there's that underlying, like, sound and melody that sounds really good. That The end build was amazing, but there it's a, it's a structure issue. You know, like, he gave us all this stuff up front and then paired it back. When it should have been like giving us something minimal to build us up and get our ear, and then kind of like giving us a build up into like whatever the hook was, whatever. Like I and I, you know, I understand the cutty thing after you said it, but I was actually thinking posty a little bit at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, just because that that vibe, airiness, that very um, the aesthetics yeah. of it was very like post Malone-ish. But it had its moments. It just didn't have the proper structure. 
and structure is everything when you're pitching a record because it's different when you're in the studio and you're playing these ideas and you can say, hey, like, listen, right here, you can do this and you can kind of pitch it. But when you're just playing it, you got to it's got to make an immediate like it's got to make an immediate connection with somebody <laughs> after 15 seconds. It didn't. And somebody said in here like there was too many highs in there. There was all highs like he came in hot, came in super hot. So I got to cut it. But I definitely think structured the right way, layered the right way, built the right way. That could be a record that, that a pop artist slash urban pop artist can be uh, that could make a bigger record into it. Also needed just some more changes and and builds where you could actually get the hook. This is the melody. This is the bridge. This is the drop. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of that stuff didn't really wasn't even included in there. So uh, we're gonna throw it out there. Cut, Cut it. it. Damn. Cut it's hit different. Cut it's fucking hit different. Went from six in a row to three in a row now. Uh, it's all bad. It's all bad. Uh, Jay Hatch, I have a question. Uh, based off of all the information that you know now, what information would you provide yourself or give yourself to excel uh, to the to the little person or the the younger you uh, before they got into the industry? What what gem would you have passed down to your younger self, based off the information you have now? I would probably tell myself not to spend as much money as I did. <laughs> Um, you know, cause there's a, there's a perceived notion that, you know, you know, it takes money to make money in this music industry, mm-hmm. which in some cases is correct, but spending that money on the right thing, I think is pro- probably a better way to say it because, you know, I used to literally like every showcase, every event I would go, anytime I would left my house to go somewhere musically, I bought a new outfit. I bought new sneakers. I bought the dopest throwback Jersey. I bought... You know, this is going back years. I'm spending like two to three hundred dollars every time I leave the fucking house. Buku bucks, yeah. baby. Yeah, then we're going to the club, you know, we're going to an event. You know, it wasn't popping bottles, but I was buying drinks for everybody and I was trying to be like at the time somebody I who I wasn't because I thought that's who I had to be to be mm-hmm. that somebody. You know what I'm saying? So I would say probably just investing my money a little bit differently and also understanding how important uh bartering is. You know, I learned as I tailed as I tailed out of having all that money, I started re- realizing the power in relationships. I was spending like $2,500 to get a contract drawn up. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, my attorney that I eventually ended up working with, this guy, Bob Celestin, who currently uh, was uh, representing uh, XSX, Sustencion, and Pop Smoke, all these unfortunate artists that just passed away. Mm-hmm. He's one of my mentors. Yeah. And he always taught me, he was like, listen, if you could bring value to me, He's like, I can bring value to you. And it doesn't make a difference who you are, how big your name is. As long as your value equals up to something that I can bring, let's do it. So he had these artists and he was like, yo, I need them to be in every show. I need them to be on every blog. I need them to be on every mixtape. And I said, okay, I need some management contracts drawn up. I need some advice. I need some meetings. It was good. So we literally sat there, drew up a little one one sheeter, bullet points. I'm going to do this. You're going to do this. And we didn't charge each other a dollar. So I get these kids on 100 mixtapes. I'm putting them in... You know, allhiphop.com, hiphop100.com. They're doing all my shows. I'm getting them on radio shows. Meanwhile, he's getting me in meetings that I couldn't get at the time by myself. My name, my, my, I wasn't there, but he believed enough in me, and he saw enough in me that I would represent him properly if he did send me up with. And I have relationships to this day because of that. And mm-hmm. I saved 40 to 50 grand by dealing with him over those situations. And then I would also bring him business. You know what I'm saying? I'd bring him clients. So then he might, you know, bring me a client. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, worked, it worked out good. And then now more than ever, I feel like you don't have to spend as much money as you needed to back then to be successful. You know, you could download a fucking make a beat app on your phone. You could download a vocal plugin. You could make a beat. 
rap to the beat, sing to the beat, upload the distro kid, put on your SoundCloud, your YouTube, get on all DSPs. All this shit could happen in a fucking hour for free. When you have to, you had to spend ten grand in the back of the day to buy a board for mixing. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Those days are gone. So it's just, man, it's just buku bucks, man. It was it was a fun time. Fun so time. I want to get your opinion on this as well. Um, so being that there's just uh, uh I want to say a substantial amount of platforms that producers can take advantage of. What are some that you recommend? Uh, when it comes to a producer or a beat maker that just wants to get in the game, you know, like a, a beat stars or it, like what, what platforms would you put out there or recommend to someone that wants to know what should yeah, I do? I mean, honestly, beat stars right now. I mean, I've seen I've known Abe for shit since before they started beat stars. I've seen their elevation and what they're doing right now with the distribution, the licensing, the publishing, how much money they've paid out. Like these guys are about to change the game. And honestly, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know if you know, but I, I left my own company, I Standard, back in March. And it was my company. I gave my my business partner my half. I just felt like I needed a change. I needed, you know, and but that's kind of where we were going, or we wanted to go. Abe just had an amazing team. He's also, I believe, a developer and a, you know a coder. So he kind of already had his vision of what he wanted. And I really give it up to those guys because they're exactly where they need to be. To, to develop the next level of talent to do amazing things. Now, on my end, you know, I always look at platforms that allow the creator to be themselves, but also allow them to have some sort of learning experience or benefit that could take them from where they are and give them a step up because of their consistency, how hard they work. Like, there's got to be some sort of, like, can't just everybody get on a platform and everybody's successful. Right. There's got to be work. There's got to be some sort of something that, that gives you the ability to grow and develop into into your own brand. And I, and I think BeatStars is probably the first real platform that has allowed producers across the board to do so. Um, you know, I got a lot of things on my own that I'm working towards as well with this new my new brands. So I don't want to talk too much about that, but I would say BeatStars, um, Airbit is, is definitely dope. They're more on the other side of the world in, in Europe. Um, you know, Distro Kid, Song Trader, Song Trust, you know, all these these channel uh, these these companies that provide even like sync licensing opportunities, like like Song Trader, um, Distro Kids, a distribution company, but they also allow for licensing as well. And um, yeah, off the top, that's probably the, the few I would I would say. Fire. Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh yeah, you know what? Actually, Mar- uh, the fingers just put it in here. Watch out for uh, Timberland's B Club. I happen to know people on the team, and I tell you, this might change the game. Game might change the game. Game might change the game. Game. I mean, oh. you know, and also too, not another shameless plug. Uh, tracklib.com. Yeah, uh, I work closely with Tracklib. I, they they've been sponsoring my events since they started, um, and Tracklib is just an online platform where you could actually sample real records and claim the sample and clear the sample for for mm. pennies on a dollar on the actual site and in minutes. So, you know, Middle Child, the horns came from a track lip sample. Uh, Major 7 found the intro to Holy Grail for DJ Khaled, a Holy Mountain record, actually, mm-hmm. on there. Um, Street Runner got a record off of there for a record he did on a funeral with Lil Wayne. And most recently, on a deluxe version of Currency and, and Fuse's Spring Cleaning, there'll be another record with um, uh, a track lip sample in it as well. So, 
yeah, we're trying to build that platform up. Splice sounds, you guys already know about those too. So yeah, yeah. Fire, fire. Thank you for that. Um, just to kind of uh piggyback that I also want to put out there. Uh we're gonna plug something. We're also collaborating with LFOD radio out here um to get producers to be part of the alumni ciphers, their sixth year of doing the alumni cipher series. I don't know, Avi, was it the last year or the year before that a first official took like all four weeks of the cipher or some shit? He 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 demolished the cipher. So Yeah. It was yeah. So bclubpodcast.com. You have until Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to upload your beats. You can upload as many as possible. We select the beats, we send them over to LFOD, and the MCs get to pick it out. It is free, 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 free. It's free promotion and all that good shit. So please take those shots, put it in a folder, make some shit happen, and see what's good. They record everything, they put everything out there, and you have all these artists that don't know who the hell you are now know who you are. So mm-hmm. bclubpodcast.com. Tuesday by 10 p.m. Upload today. So yeah, opportunities, opportunities, opportunities. Av man, we got a couple more that we can put in there, man. Do you want to jump around? Because we've kind of been on a, on a decline, you know. And I, I want to end on a happy note. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna jump around. Because if you don't, if you if we don't have like if, if there's three more cut it's we we gotta we gotta ask like Buku Bucks to drop some bars before we like go or some <laughs> shit. Oh boy, I know you got some, but all right, Av. I'm gonna go with uh, is it Don Cody got slaps? He's fine. Don Cody got slaps. Yeah, I've been hearing about him. What's the name of the beat? It's called uh, Blinding Lights. All right, cool. We're gonna take a listen to it right now on the Beat Club Podcast. Keep it or cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. The Beat Club. B Club, let's talk about this one. You guys let us know how you feel in the comments. Would you keep it? Would you cut it? Go around the room and see what's good. Jay Hatch, what's the word? Man, I saw I saw AV had the stink face on. I already knew what he was gonna say. So yep. uh, listen, man, that was fire. I, I like Don Cody because he uh he's very like uh theatrical and how he produces records. Like there's layers, you know, he gives you that he gives you that knock, he gives you you know new sounds, the sample choices are always good. Um I definitely gonna keep it. I would just say like any producers that produce those kind of records where they're very like sample driven and very like epic in size is just to know where to find the pocket for the artist because it's great to make all these beats like it's great to oh shit that beat is crazy it snaps it's, it's hard as fuck but you gotta eventually you gotta remember 50% of that beat somebody else has gotta touch you know what I'm saying like you can't make 100% of the record you gotta make your side of the record let an artist come in and complete that record. That's why it's called the 
a record. You know what I'm saying? It's two people on it. It's, it's mm-hmm. you as a writer, rapper, slash whatever, and it's an artist. Might be more than two people, but you got when you're the producer, you can't make more than fifty percent of the record. It's just not. It's not possible. You gonna keep that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Av man, stink face. Uh, I mean, you keeping it? Yeah, yeah. You already know. Any feedback? Nah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, that's that's what it is. People are throwing the, the the fires, the keeps. Yeah, they're fucking with it as well, man. Um, I'm good with it as well. So I'm just gonna throw it out there. Keep it. Oh, that sounds so much better. If you can get like one more, just one more. All right. Let me see. Um, uh, I'm even checking the other folder. I'm saying. Well, no, hold on. Let nah. me see. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I see somebody. I want. I want to get somebody who's on right now. All right. I know Z dot Z dot sent some shit in. He's in there. He's on. Big shot. He's sending anything. Um, let's see. I don't see. Big shot. A big shot. He won my last seven hour. Uh, producer marathon. Detroit in the building. Yeah, I don't see anything from there. Uh, we would have to like download it or something. We can go with the one out the flight. Any of them out the folder. I do see PJ Cats in the folder. I mean, uh, on live right now. So let's give him some feedback. <laughs> This is no, called. Maybe, maybe I'll adopt him after I hear his beats. <laughs> is that folder three or folder two? That's folder two. Folder right? two. Yeah. Oh, I see. And this is called Say It So. Always oh, from New York. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to take a listen right now on the B Club podcast. Keep it a cut. It. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's talk about this one. You guys let us know how you feel in the comments. Would you keep it? Would you cut it? Did you belly roll? Let us know. I'm going to go around the room and see what's good. Avi, man, what's popping? Your adoption is granted, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was dope. That shit was dope. I'm, you know what? You know what? You know what? I'm going to say beat of the week. Ooh. Okay. I wouldn't disagree with that. Out of what we heard today, I mean, that's not bad. Mm. That's not bad. All right. Okay. Okay. Jay Hatch, what's the word? I, I fuck with it, man. I, I'm I'm real I'm real big on that like the '90s, you know, R&B vibe. Like it's kind of giving me like genuine vibes, pony vibes. Um, Pony's my stripping song, man. I, I just want to put that out there to the world. You put it out there. It's, it's yeah, your belly roll stripping song. Um, my bad. Go ahead. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I fuck with it. I I think you know, there's definitely some things in it that probably could have been a little more elevated in terms of just the structure of it but i love i just love the vibe it feels easy to write to uh like i can hear like ty dollar sign on there you know I, I hear like like somebody who does those kind of throwback vibes Chris Brown, maybe. sure i 
forward it. All right, so. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, I'm gonna say keep it as well, man. I was, like I said, belly roll was there. We good. It was lit. I, I like. I, I actually I like it, but I'm gonna go. Av, I'm gonna say my beat of the week choice if I had a choice. Do it, do yeah, it. Be that that that, uh, that jazzy vibe we heard earlier. So uh, I know exactly. Wait, I think I know what he's talking about. A folder. Is that folder one? I think it was like one of the last. I said the Griselda. We were we were all. It was, it was like that jazzy vibe. It was real, just kind of same shit going through but it just had a crazy vibe i think it was the tony tony chopper i have to see because we know what we do um, hold on let me just get past this first yeah. what i'll say man is <laughs> you guys kept it right yeah i'm yeah. gonna keep it as well we're gonna throw it out there <laughs> thank you very much so here's here's the deal i gotta find that beat that jay has just talked about i think it was tony tony chopper now was it i think it was the fourth beat you played third or fourth beat you played nah i wasn't it that. wasn't that. What was it? He hey, said, uh, Nah, what was it? Third or fourth beat was Tony Tony Chopper. That's the one we couldn't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> and Westerfer wasn't Westerfer. Or was it Tony Tony Chopper? Don't sound like that any one. of those, right? That That's one? That wasn't it? That was it. Let's play. Did that sound like it was it? I don't know, man. It had like that it had a horn. It had like, like that horn? horn in it. Um, I'm look back on the comments to see if anybody really. Let's see. Was it? Yeah, 803 said it was the one right before her. That, that right was before Tony her? Tony Chopper. Yeah, that All was right. Tony Tony Chopper. So you sticking with that pick, J Hatch? Let me know. You sticking with that? That's me. That's just my choice. All right. So this okay. is what we're going to do. And what we do on the show, if there's more than one beat of the week, we battle them to make a decision on who is the beat of the week. You don't so, have a choice? Nah. You know, I'm just I'm just doing my part. I like to I like to watch. I don't have a all choice right now. All right, all right. Um, so this is what we're going to do, man. So Jay Hatch picked beat of the week and AV picked beat of the week. So it's only right that we battle the two and decide which one is actually beat of the week. So we're going to start off with Jay Hatch's pick first. And uh, this was Tony Tony Chopper from New Hampshire with said we can't pronounce it, bruh. But uh, yeah, we're going to take a listen to it right now. Let's get it. Let's go. To look this shit up. The Beat Club. pick which was from new york right pj cats is there all right let's go 
decision to make i'm gonna go around the room you guys can let us know what you think online right now jay hatch are you sticking with that you sticking with your pick after hearing both oh man it's tough because they're both fire like i you know it's just crazy because i let's put it this way i feel like i feel like tony's beat is like three beats in one it's mm -hmm. got like all three of the first sections are almost all different beats or different mm -hmm. sounds that create this beat PJ sounds more like a record from front to back because it's got a consistent vibe to it. The sound quality's there. It's a little bit, uh, it's just a little more prominent, I'd say. So I'm gonna switch over and, and say PJ. But the other record, and actually PJ said it, he, it reminded him a little bit of Large Professor, and that's mm -hmm. one of my, that is my favorite producer, Large Professor. So mm -hmm. yeah, okay, PJ, you're getting close to that. PJ's <laughs> getting closer to being adopted. We might have to have a meeting. <laughs> I right, uh Ava, you sticking with your pick? Hell yeah. Jay Hash got bodied there. Oh, <laughs> oh damn, man, damn. Let's go. Let's go. Uh so yeah, man, it sounds like that is going to be our beat of the week, man. So let's go clap it up for that man. Good shit, good shit, good shit. So that means we'll actually be battling your beat on first Sunday, which is our next show. Uh where we're gonna take all of our beat of the weeks from this month and battle them to see who we're gonna give a free sound pack. So uh Thank you for that. Um, you know what? what we're gonna do is uh Jay Hatch, is there anything else that you want to say to the people? Um, just kind of wrap up the show and like drop your social network, anything they need to look out for, plug the book again, just do your thing while I pull up this beat of the week. Yeah, definitely, man. First of all, I appreciate you guys for having me, man. I've I've, I've been knowing about you guys for a while, and it's good to be invited to the platform to hear, you know, hear some new people and, and, and oh. hear some other people get better at what they do too. And, and what you guys do, I applaud. Y'all been y'all been doing your thing for a while. It's great to see people consistently working better and harder. Um, man, I just got a lot going on, man. Just all I would say is just follow me at Mogul Status on all my platforms, and uh, just keep an eye out for the different events I have coming up. Uh, the, the online ones, the the ones that we'll be doing the creative sessions. Like I said, we're dropping the video tomorrow that AV shot. Uh, so you'll be able to see kind of like a little view of what we do in the creative sessions. Uh, you can find my book, uh, How I Left My Job and Made in the Music Industry, on all uh, major retailers, Target, Barnes & Nobles, uh, Book Baby, etc., etc. And, um, yeah, man, I'm also looking for some new female writers. So if anybody's got somebody they think is super dope that I don't know about already, hit me via DM and let me know who, who you're working with and what they sound like. Will do. All right. Uh, Avi, man, anything else that you want to say, bro? Nah, this shit was dope. Um, thank you for bringing your crowd to us, man. So we're going to do the same when you come back here. Um, uh, I don't know if you got some time. I'm just throw this out here right now. Like a little bit after, let's let's talk on the on the stream. Yeah, we'll, we'll kick everybody yeah, out. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But um, yeah, this shit's dope, man. I, I love doing this podcast. Loops, thank you, Marion. 
you on a fucking beach somewhere and I'm in a hot ass room. What a fan. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in, listening. Follow us, man. Follow follow me individually, loops individually. Follow the brand Beat Club Podcast, the Stew Showcase. We got some shit coming for y'all soon. Yo, Loops, I just figured it out. AV looks like he's sitting in the in the walk-in to a, <laughs> to, to a what? <laughs> it's Sunday, man. Like you know, like when you walk into like a church, there's that little like intro area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Look at the back of the seats over here. Look at the look, the, look, look. The, the, the window looks like <laughs> shit. You like, like an organ to the left of him. Like, come on, man. So I guess I'll just say this, man. I want to I want to thank first. I want to thank everybody for watching us on Facebook and YouTube. I say if you're on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button because we do this. We just do this for the culture and we just need all the subscribers that, that right. fuck with us, right. fuck right. with the culture to continue to fuck with the culture. Um, so make sure you uh, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. If you're on Facebook, hit the like button. Also hit the share button on the, on, on the video. If, if your beat got played today, share it. And I just had a conversation with... um. Uh, another producer about this you got played today there is no reason why you don't take this youtube footage take the clip of the of your beat and put it on your your instagram account or or further promote yourself this is free content right here that you did not have to create so please maximize your efforts by just moving it forward and doing something else with it so i look forward to all of us being on your social network very very soon so shout out to all the producers that set fire today uh on top of that now i can i've never met jay hash before but i want to say it was an absolute pleasure to meet you bro and honestly We've been out here. Uh, we did something called the Stu Showcase out here for quite some time. And it was always those th always those things where people were like, are you guys like iStandard? And we're like, no, nah, iStandard has their own thing. The Stu has their own thing. But honestly, with all those brands in place, they did something for the culture. And I just want to say thank you for contributing to the culture, not stripping the culture, but adding to the culture and just being a dope fucking individual in the process. Because right. we always know that the music industry can definitely change who the fuck you are if you're not like strong and sound, my, my mm -hmm. dude. So mm -hmm. thank you so much. And on top of that, thank you for the gems. And uh, we definitely look forward to August 29th in Boston, right? 29th, yes. Boom. Yep, yep. Uh, and then last and but not least, LFOD, B Club Podcast, deadline is Tuesday. Upload your beats, MP3s or waves are accepted this time. Upload those beats, upload as many as possible, and uh, you could get heard. So thank you guys very, very much. And because I can say it on the radio, I'm going to say it right now. She, she, we, we out. out.